It's gonna be a good day A Choose Your Own Adventure podcast. I'm Chad. And I'm Eric. And we're here for another adventure? Was that a question? I don't know. I think we are. Probably. Pretty darn sure that's why we're here today. We're not here to, like, review the latest tech gadgets. No, and we're not here to talk about the weather. Ugh. I could talk about the weather. I could too, but it wouldn't start with ugh. Well... To each their own, I suppose. I'm just like, I don't. You never had one of those days where it's just like your head is like empty. Feel like that's a lot of my days. Yeah, I'm struggling (laughs) to come up with the thoughts. Oh, the thoughts. Well, I have some thoughts for you, Chad. If you ever need help, just like give me a signal. You take take it away. Tell them what we're doing. Take 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 it away. Okay, so everybody, uh, we have an exciting adventure in store for you today. Or tomorrow, or whenever you listen to this podcast. Uh, this is Choose Your Own Adventure number 147, The Antimatter Universe. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. We've been pretty excited about this book for a while. We have. Number one reason we're excited, it's the first and only hardback cover we've ever read from. Nice sound effect. Hey, thanks. Yeah, I thought that'd be pretty good. You know, just give it a good clack in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so hardback, choose your own adventure. What? Uh, that just, you know, obviously means that great things are in store. Uh, this book is written by Kate Mueller. Mu- Mueller. Written by Kate Mueller? I don't think so. I think that sounds like a fresh name to me, Chad. Hmm. Um, but yeah, 13 possible endings, so not a whole lot, which makes me kind of think we might be reading a lot in this book. So uh, Kate. Uh, just Let's maybe hope. get prepared for Let's that. Let's hope not. Let's hope not, Kate. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we haven't done, I don't think we've done a sci-fi uh, book in yeah, a while. it's been a bit. It's been a bit since we've been so, in the science fiction realm. You know, like all things, these could tend to go pretty straightforward or kind of bizarre. I really hope we tend toward the more bizarre yeah. in this episode. I have a real like Ant-Man vibe Okay. from this from quantum the realm, et cetera, et cetera. matter universe? Yeah. Okay. Oh, quantum realm. Like, okay, yeah. I, I I could see that shrinking between the atoms, etc. Yeah. Okay, yada yada yada. Okay. Well, hey, shall we find out? Maybe more like Ant Man and the Wasp, I guess, than Ant Man. So the real question is: Are you the Wasp to my Ant Man, or am I the Wasp to your Ant Man? Mm, I think I'd be Wasp. You 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 have the stingers. Mm-hmm. Zing. Yeah, well, I you, think you're you, Ant Man. You do have such a pretty face. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I've always wanted to be Ant-Man. Huzzah! There you go. Uh, but not Scott Lang. I'm totally Hank Pym, by the way. Yeah. It's oh, definitely, that's the way to sure. go. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's anti-matter our way into this story. <laughs> how, how creative was that? Nice. It was Good so segue. creative. Uh, I'm going to pat myself on the back for that one. Not. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's just get this started, shall we? Yeah. As? Oh my gosh, every time, Chad, every time. I'm so ready to just like move on. 
Nope. So what would I do without you? Stop. Finger away from the button. Okay. All right. We are going to come together as... Cherrick! And uh, now now we can move forward. Yes. uh, Successfully. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. That was a lot. Yeah, did you keep up with all that, Chad? Nope. I didn't either. <laughs> you read it. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> One of us was supposed to. Crap. Okay, well, it's time. I'm just over here drinking my wine. Where? What was that website called? What? Spark Notes. It's time to spark note this bitch, right? You just get cliff like notes. the clip, cliff notes. That's maybe that's what I was looking for. Wasn't yeah. it spark? Spark something? I don't know. Well, maybe not. I Never good, mind. I was a good student. Just read the book. Oh, look at you. Mm-hmm. I think I did too, which is probably why I thought it was called Spark Notes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so. There was a lot of sciencey. There was a lot of sciencey jargon. And, and I, honestly, like, over. I'm probably going to skip through a lot of it because it's yeah, not please. super duper important. Nah. Anyway. There's a transponster. Here's the essentials. Uh, we <laughs> were at college, apparently. I were like super duper smart. And we are super duper also into physics. And this Dr. Eisenbaum had come to our college um, to work at the university. And he was conducting experiments and teaching part-time. And we were working on a science project on the theory of antimatter and had arranged a meeting with this Dr. Eisenbaum. And he was so excited to meet us and so intrigued by what we knew and what we had to offer that after we won our science contest, we um, went to help him. He insisted that we come to help him in his quest to form an antimatter bridge. Ooh, so like uh, Dr. Eisenbaum is like super duper committed to proving the theory that an alternate universe exists at the same time as ours. But of course, this is a mirror universe. Uh, which is why it is an antimatter universe, where all of the molecules and protons and electrons and whatnots are all oppositely charged to what ours are in this reality. Right? Right. Right. I'm with you. Tracking. So, yes. Here we go. Um, he, so Dr. Eisenbaum has been working for years to like create this sort of electronic gate that allows travel to the antimatter universe. And he calls this device the universal transmutinator. That's not true, actually. It's just the universal transmuter. No, I like transmutinator. Transmutinator. Ooh, Perry the platypus. Um, <laughs> yes, so the universal transmuter. Uh, it's a portal. kind of looks like a big doorway, essentially. Yeah, like one of those like airport metal detectors. Exactly. Just like an airport metal detector. Um, but this one hums, and when we look through it, we don't see the other side. We see colorful, wavy patterns of pulsating energy and shimmery light. So it's like a really trippy mirror, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Sounds great. Um, Let's walk through it. Let's walk through it. Yes. Let's just skip to that choice. So, no. Um, okay. So, blah, 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 blah. Space portal. Yes, yes, yes. So, essentially, there are, like, phase endpoints. Yeah. Where... Can you just go in whenever you want? No. You cannot. Oh. So, when, like, our protons... No, sorry. When our electrons reach this point where there's this really long phase that they're not charged... It happens in like a nanosecond. Can I? Yeah. Do you mind? No. 
so I think things in both universes pulse and vibrate right at a particular rhythm. Totally. Right? Yes, absolutely. The table, the wine I'm drinking, the yes. microphones we're recording. Everything on. has a vibration. And so it's these pulses that there's gaps in them. Normally, right. Momentary pauses in the spin of the electrons. So small, normally that you would never. You, yeah, no. Notice. We, yeah. But occasionally, the gaps between these pulses are long enough, right, that it creates a doorway for a person to pass between the universes. And you know, this doorway is open for like a nanosecond. Right, but. Thus, all the physics, right, and things, right. So it's really difficult to like time these things out and to try and predict when they're going to happen and how long they're going to last. But obviously, the longer they last, the more chance we have of sending something through this portal. Yeah, and Doc has written like this brilliant mathematical formula to yes. like calculate very when, smart man when these uh, pauses happen. But he's also exclaimed, "It's harder to predict than the weather." So, you know, well, it's not it's, infallible, but right. he's done a pretty good job. So, uh, yeah, essentially, you step into this portal right before one of these phase-ins mm -hmm. happens, and the electromagnetic waves release <laughs> the bonds of the molecules in that person's body, and it enables them to phase in in the antimatter universe after crossing over to the other side. Yeah, this very much in my head is like a Star Trek transporter beam yeah. kind of deal kind of, yeah okay yeah pretty much almost yeah but it's more like a star gate in the fact that you like walk into it also and, true and are oh. then like transported to this other Stargate this other universe time, it really yeah. was man they i mean this book is straight out of it you know uh so anyway dr eisenbaum also theorizes that since the two universes work in parallel his counterpart in the antimatter universe has also created a universal transmuter uh, and he theorizes that the, it is the existence of both of these transmuters that allows this crossover to be possible. But if it's the opposite, would he have not created it? No, he just would have created his transmuter in the opposite way that we created ours. Oh. So his transmuter works oppositely, yeah, oppositely than ours does. Okay. So it's not opposite world. Right. No, it's just it's it's antimatter world. In the antimatter universe, I would be left-handed, not right-handed. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. I would part my hair on the left, not the right. Right. Got it. Yeah. And we would all stand on our hands and, and move No, see, move that's where feet. you... That's where I think. <laughs> now you're taking it one step too far. One step too far. Uh, yeah. So... Yeah. Okay. Without either one of the transmitters, travel between the universes would be impossible. So Round he says... Yep. Now, okay, Dr. Eisenbaum has sent a lot of animals through this uh, transporter, which we are kind of uh, not crazy about. R.I.P. Dan. Yeah, we don't, <laughs> we don't like the idea that these animals don't even have the chance to volunteer for what they're getting themselves involved with. We'll and sometimes, hearts, yeah, you know? sometimes yeah. these animals, they weren't successfully transmuted to the other universe. Um, like Dan. Like Dan, this monkey who... He didn't make it. No, he did not revert back to his natural form. He's just kind of floating out in space and like ether. You just get turned into like energy. Right. His it's his like atoms were torn apart, essentially. Yeah. 
which sounds very painful. And that was apparently due to a, a malfunction in the transducers, what happened to Dan. Mm. And so we're like... Well, we fixed it. Look, Dr. Eisenbaum, we're tired of sending these poor animals through this thing. How about you just send us instead? And he's like, no, no, Dan, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then we were like, but we fixed the problem that happened to Dan. And Dr. Eisenbaum is just really hesitant about sending any people through the portal yet. And so they have this other monkey lined up named Carmine... And he's like, after Carmine has safely returned, then you can cross over because we really want to be the first person to try this, naturally. Mm -hmm. So, like, without mm -hmm. a test first, we won't know for sure that the transducers are functioning properly. And that means that a trip through the portal could be fatal. Sure. But at the same time, like, do we really need to jeopardize another there's, animal's life? There's no progress without risk. Man. Exactly. Exactly. So we really want to just do this. So here's a choice. If we decide to risk going through the portal ourselves, turn to page 14. If you let Dr. Eisenbaum go ahead and send the monkey through first, turn to page 85. Whew. Okay. Chad, what do you think? Oh, I'm going. Right? You just want to dive in? Yep. I don't know. I think there's a lot of wisdom in sending this monkey through first. We haven't even tested the transducers, man. Uh, but so? But so, you really want to get ripped apart? I'm willing to take the chance oh. in the name of science. Here's my question, though. Okay. Are we really going to be offering any sort of, like, scientific advancement if we just get ripped apart by the same stupid malfunction that happened to poor Dan? We fixed it. No, we fixed that malfunction. Clearly, it said in the text that that malfunction has been... Corrected. Without a test, you won't know for sure if the transducers are functioning properly. Unquote. That was a we, quote from the text. We are an expert theoretical physicist. Okay, so beyond your ego in thinking that we can, are like infallible now and fix this problem, there's really like no other reason why you wouldn't want to go in right now. I mean, do you want me to be logical, or do you want me to make the choice where I feel like we have a more fun podcast? Well, I mean, a little bit of both would be nice. You don't think our podcast will be fun if we send a monkey through first? I mean, I think it'll just be more fun if we jump into this portal and see what happens. Oh, well, I can't argue with that logic. I mean, there's only 13 endings. Like, we're not going to die right away. Okay. All right. You're probably right. Probably. I'm just saying, like... Caution to the wind, man. Yeah, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one. But, uh, you know, like, let's, I mean, just, let's I, just do it. When are we going to send the monkey through and then he comes back fine and then we go through? Um, yeah, but what if she doesn't come back fine? Well, then this is a short book. Well, you ain't wrong about that. <laughs> All right. I guess we're going to go through, everyone. Wish us luck. Here we go. Well, okay. Zip, boom, bang. Zippity um, doo da. Here we are. Zipping through the so, portal. <clears throat> we tell the good doctor that we're going to go through. We're like, you know what? Too many animals. We're going to do it, at least if it works, which it probably will. Then we can give you a first-hand account of what it's like over there. It's only going to further our research. We put our foot down, and he says, fine. Don't stop me now. Oh, that's such a good song. I'm going to go through the portal. 
Don't. Gonna have a good time. Okay. So, there's a lot to go through. We can't get too sidetracked. Here. Okay, sorry. Um, so, we step into the portal, waiting for the next long pause. Phase Do you like that? Did you like, because I, fa- I did a long pause. Oh, no, I didn't appreciate it fully. Oh, damn. Can you just go back and try it again? Yeah, okay. Long pause. Oh, I felt that long pause. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, our doctor, like, flips the switches, blah, 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 and we're standing inside the portal, and we see, like, everything kind of, like, start to disappear. And then yeah, we're like shimmers covered away. by, covered around us all around us with these like kaleidoscope like shifting like geometric like colorful patterns and then they then are slowly like the lab returns and we see the computer and we see dr eisenbaum and we're like uh hey dr eisenbaum like what's up you pulled me back too soon i didn't even make it to the antimatter universe uh and he's like oh contraire mon frere uh, I am the Dr. Eisenbaum I, from the antimatter universe. And you're in the antimatter universe, and I'm the uh, Nega Eisenbaum. No! Which is what we're calling him because ne- the antimatter Dr. Eisenbaum is. That's, that's a lot of syllables. That's way too much reading it. Wait, wait, wait. Can we just call him the Nega Bomb? Nega Bomb. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So, Negabomb um, starts to explain to us about all kinds of things about the antimatter Yeah, universe. mostly just like the differences between it and our universe. Okay. First major difference. Um, democracy and freedom? Not a thing. Not a thing. Um, during the Cold War, when the United States and Russia, you know, in our timeline, like, you know, had a little scuffle... And like Just a little scuffle split up and the Soviet Union fell apart. Right. In the antimatter universe, Negabomb tells us that they actually formed a coalition. Yeah. And now they control the world. They took over the planet. Yeah, pretty much. And he says everybody's happier at peace. Yeah. I mean, like, sure, there's like rules and things, but like everybody's much more peaceful. There's no wars. Like right. things are a lot cleaner. Right. Um. You know, he's been looking at our planet because he developed like this viewer that lets him see into the matter universe, mm-hmm. um, which our Dr. Eisenbaum can never get it to work. But anyway, Negabomb has been spying in and he thinks he can fix our universe. Yeah, he thinks our universe is just in shambles and he wants to shambles. help. Which brings us to major difference number two in the antimatter universe. Um, nuclear weapons are impossible to create. Yeah, because of a subatomical particle called the quoron that quoron. exists in the antimatter universe. Makes it impossible. Makes fission impossible. There it is. And so he says, I think, one, what you guys need is a good old-fashioned dictator to rule things. And two, he's like, we need to get rid of the nuclear weapons there are no nuclear weapons then he thinks things will be a lot better so he's developed this quoron generator that will when turned on in our universe flood all the atoms in the entire world uh with these quorons right is you know making fission impossible and nuclear weapons obsolete 
Yay! Or inoperable. You know what I mean? They right. just will never work. They'll never work, and nuclear things will be a part of the past. No nuclear thing will ever work again. It's gone. Anyway, so that's what he wants us to do. We think that's super sketch. Yeah, he's, like, he's kind theory, of Like, in theory, it sounds good. Like, no nuclear weapons, like, sounds like a good idea. But right. also, like, he's super, like, he is shady right. AF. Yeah, just his, just his, like, personality and the way that he talks and looks at us. He, he's just a little, uh, he's a little creepy. Yeah. So we look around the lab and we see a door. And we think we could make a dash for it, right? Mm-hmm. Out into the universe. We could come back to the lab later when he's not here and escape back into our universe. Or, you know, we could go through with his plan. Right. And he, I think he kind of sees us eyeing the door. And he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that if I were you. And we're like, what? And he's like, well, you know, if you leave the lab, you'll have a chance of running into yourself in this universe. Negacheric. Negacheric, yeah. And he and he's like, you know what happened if Cherik and Nega Cherik were to ever meet? And we're like, yeah, we got a pretty good idea. So like when two obsolete charged particles collide with each other, zip, bang, boom, they ex- kind of explode and they're gone. Destruction of everything. So, but we think, you know, like we have a pretty good chance of like eluding Nega yeah, Cherik. What are the odds of running into Nega Cherik in this whole And why wouldn't Nega Cherik have also been in the portal and now transported into our universe at the same moment that we were transported into his universe if it was the exact mirror? Well, just because it's a mirror universe doesn't mean that everything happens exactly opposite. I'm a little confused on the rules of this universe. Business. I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into it, Jen. You know what I mean? I am. It's a literal book. It is. Yeah. Okay. Full of realistic uh, possibilities. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's the choice. Here, I'll, I'll read Or it. maybe he's bluffing. Maybe Negacherik did pass through at the same time. And uh, Negabomb just doesn't want us. He's trying to frighten us so that we won't leave. Maybe. So um, if we go along with the antimatter... Dr. Eisenbaum, for the time being, we turned to page 117. Because we also realized, like, hey, we could take this thing to the matter universe and just, like, never use it. Right. How hard would that be? Not hard. Um, but also, we make a break for it. We turn to page 55. Honestly, like, that's my vote. What? How hard is it going to be to take this back to our universe and be like, yo, Eisenbaum, this is what Negabomb wanted us to do. Let's but not do it. what if he can, like, remotely activate it somehow? Well, that's terrifying. Like he could send a pulse through the I gaps. I see what you're saying. To turn it on. I see what you're and saying. And what if flooding it, our universe with Korons, in fact, um, removes the Korons from their universe is not a generator so much as a, like... A, a, a uh, transmuter. Because he says things happen differently, right? So if we right. have Korons, it affects both universes. Maybe it removes the Korons so they can get their nuclear weapons working and destroy everything. Oh, that's heavy. Well, I mean, it's like Nazi universe. It's mean, I mean, kind of. It doesn't seem quite that bad. It's but commie bastards control everything. Okay, so yeah, it's the commie bastard universe. <laughs> Let's just get that straight here. Um, I mean, look, I'm kind of in the boat of like, but I think we what's need the more worst that could happen? I guess that's true. But like, seriously, a world without nuclear weapons doesn't sound bad at all. Like, I'm pretty okay but with that. But also, no nuclear power. There's a lot of things that are power 
by nuclear energy. Well, you know what? Doesn't matter because it's gonna be better without that stuff, man. Yeah, we'll be back to like coal and steam. Yeah, and then that's super planet friendly. Yeah, it's great. And then we'll all die from climate change. It'll be fine. And we only know what it's like outside because he said so. That's fair. How much can we really trust Snagabomb? Well, look, do we think that there's actually anything that like to be gained from running out of here? Probably not. I really think it's kind of a rash and stupid decision to make. Probably not. Like, There's a lot more risks, I think, than trying to buy more time with Negabomb. Right. And the very idea of us trying to sneak it back in and then using it to get back to our world without anybody else noticing, I feel like is really out there. You know? Maybe he killed Dan. Mm. Well, that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Let's only hope not. Um, yeah, I think that we gotta hang out and uh, go along with this Negabomb. Okay. I mean, I'm with you. I think it's the better choice. I think so. For now. It's more logical. Since we didn't go very logical last choice, we should go more logical on this one. Okay. All right. Sounds great. Done and done. We're going to turn to page 117. Well, that didn't go according to plan, Chad. Not quite. Not quite. Not quite. Uh, it could have been worse. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. It could have been worse. I kind of felt like it was going to be uh, worse for a while. <laughs> yeah, the first page did not end very well. Um, but it did not end. But it did not end. Also very true. So, um, we tell Negabomb, I guess I'll take the Quarren Generator back with me. And then he's like, there's one other thing you must do. And before Become my mind slave. Yeah, before we can do anything, he slaps this band, this silver narrow band around our wrist. Uh, and he's like, now do you understand? And we say, yes, yes I understand we completely. understand completely. So now he's controlling our mind Mega by the silver bracelet. And the device also has crammed uh, like a huge amount of scientific data about quorons and subatomic physics into our brain. So like it made us super smart, but it also made us a mind slave. So great. And essentially like his plan the whole time was by using quorons... Uh, and by releasing them into the atoms of our universe, it will give him complete control of our Earth. And he can uh, pretty much selectively cause nuclear explosions anywhere on Earth he wants. And he will become the master, the dictator of our world. Kind of saw that coming, actually. Yeah, you know? we should have been a little bit cleverer about that, but whatever. So now we're like aware of what he, what his master plan is, but we also can't do anything about it because of this bracelet. Yep. And at the next phase, and he sends us back to our universe where our Dr. Eisenbaum greets us warmly. And he's like, I'm so glad you've come back. And we're like, yeah, so are we. Look at this. I brought back something from Nega. Here, here is a present from the Nega bomb. Yeah. And we're like, this is a quorum generator, blah, blah, blah. We're, we tell him all about it. And it's like nuclear weapons won't be able to work and yada, yada, yada. And then we're like, this is a gift from the other you. And then, like, Dr. Eisenbaum can kind of tell something's up with us. So he's like, you look pretty tired. There's a lot I want to know, but let's discuss it later. Go home for now. And we're like, okay, thank you. Um, so we head home, and we get some rest. Um, 
Just kidding. So we head back to the laboratory after everybody else has left, right? Uh, and under the discretion of the bracelet, we begin the process of activating the Quaron generator. And this bracelet allows us to work super fast because we're super smart and we're super duper precise. And so we like constructing circuit boards and making a new lab computer and we're punching in programming commands. And without any hesitation, we execute this program. And uh, pretty much the next time the phase-in occurs, the antimatter doctor, Negabomb, can make the final link uh, and become the master of Earth. And we return home both like terrified and satisfied with all the amazing work that we just accomplished. Um, so the next day at work, uh, we have to take a physical because Dr. Eisenbaum Let's can tell something physical, is physical. up. And so while he conducts a brain scan, he discovers the link between our, our brain and the silver bracelet. Huzzah! And then he puts this lead shield over our head and removes the bracelet. And we like leap up and we're like, thank you. Oh my gosh, you discovered the bracelet. How is it controlling my brain? OMG, OMG, I'm free. At last, free at last. And then we tell him all the horrible things that have happened because we wore this bracelet. So we're like, Dr. Eisenbaum, how long till the next phase in? And he says, well, about 24 hours. And so we explain all the things that we did and how I had to change it back. And so we're like, we got to get to work fast. Where's that silver bracelet? So we're going to use the bracelet to like download the data and then like revert everything that we just did to the Quoron generator. And hopefully we can send it. Um, we're going to make anti Quorons. Essentially, yeah. So we're going to reverse the process that the silver bracelet forced us to do last night. To destroy the Quorons in our universe, thus rendering the nega bombs control over our earth negated negated yeah nice i like it thank you uh yeah so we get together with dr eisenbaum we're working we're working we're working possible so, yeah so finally we're like look we have access to all the quoron data and the generated programs right now but we're not exactly sure how to proceed so like we can try the quick fix and write a program to reverse all of the programming in the, in the generator and just hope it works. Or we can program an analysis of the generator programs and find out exactly how the Quorons were sent out. And that way we can be able to be sure that we eliminate all the Quorons in our universe. The trouble is that was going to take a lot more time, maybe more time than we have. So if we decide to try the quick fix, we turn to page 50. If we choose the careful analysis, turn to page 32. Oh, this is a tough one, man. I mean, it is one of those, like, flip a coin kind of deals. It is. Because it's, you know, like, in the movies, the quick fix would totally work. Oh, yeah. You know. My heart feels are um, telling me to do the careful analysis. I mean, that's definitely the wiser choice at the moment. But is it going to take us too long? Maybe, but is the quick fix... Going to fix anything? I mean, if it's quick enough, like, how long does a quick fix take? And if we're doing the analysis and we're getting to, like, you know, the go, no-go, then we implement quick fix. Strategy two. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, try and go for the long-term analysis, but if we can't manage it, then we can quick, like, switch back to the quick fix. Bingo. That's sneaky. Like, does a quick fix take an hour? Right. If so, we have 23 hours. Right. And it's like, point of no return, quick fix. Or, this is all dependent on 
him having access to our universe, right? What if we just destroyed the portal? Well, they can't do that. He spent so much time creating it, Chad. That would just be horrendous. We could unplug it. It's not that simple. I'm sure it runs off of its own power source because it's this It's cooked up to a computer. The computer has to initiate the snap, you know, of you going. So you just want to unplug it? I want to unplug it. Well, what if that just makes it worse? What if that makes the power in the in the transmuter device uncontainable? I don't know about science, man. I'm just saying that this might end, it this our, might end up worse than you think it would. We could buy ourselves some time. Uh, okay, I'm pretty okay with going for the careful analysis plan. Okay, I don't know how I feel about the unplugging everything plan. Well, that's a last resort. All it's right. Also, not a choice. So I'm pretty all right about that. <laughs> It's a last resort. <laughs> it's secret option C, per usual. Yeah, You know, if the careful analysis is taking too long, like, unplug it so he can't access our universe. It's just that easy. He has to wait for a phase-in, right? That's and the truth ha- of does it. Does he have to have the portal for that? That's probably true. Probably, right? The whole. And if both of the portals aren't working in conjunction together, then neither of them will work at all. Right? Yep. You're not wrong, man. And what did he say about stuff in our universe affecting his universe? I don't remember. What if we just blow up the lab? You just <laughs> oh, Chad, you really are thinking like, you know. You know? The worst case scenario. Jack O'Neill would have some C4 planted just in case. Well, he would definitely, if need be, go and turn on the self-destruct. Absolutely. Yes. But again, that's worst case scenario. Worst case. We're not quite there yet. Might not get there. Might not. Hopefully careful analysis will do the trick. So I think so. We're going to Daniel Jackson this and yeah. do some careful analysis. We're gonna, well, no, it's more like Sam Carter this, but it's fine. You were close. Okay, Chad, what happened? Uh, let me tell you exactly what happened. We do careful analysis of the computer's programs and functions. And we... Carefully analyzing. Carefully. Carefully analyzing. Painstakingly analyze the data. But we print, you know, we uh, pinpoint the precise program that uh, generates the Quoron chain reaction. Perfect. Nice. Right? When Go us. Cherik. I'm getting like the Rocky so theme here. Us and, us and Positron... Eisenbaum, the good one. Did you say Positron? Positron, but I wanted to say Posabom because we got Negabom and Posabom. So, like, us and Posabom work to debug the new program that we've created, and and all the problems like eat up precious hours. And just as we're ready to activate the program, we said, We gotta hurry, the phase in time is gonna happen soon. But Pazabom says, actually, it just passed. Shit! And, and then we hear a familiar voice come over the lab's loudspeaker, and it's Negabom. And he announces his new dictatorship over the Earth. And to, um, what's, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? To reveal, to show, no, show something like that, like solidify his power over us. Okay, to prove. Yeah, he causes simultaneously nuclear explosions in DC 
Moscow and Tokyo. We were too late by a fatal, fatal few seconds. The end. That's the worst, man. Yep. Like, if we were too late by two hours, whatever. Two seconds? Two seconds. Two flippin' seconds. Yep. Well, you know what? Careful analysis did not go our way, man. It didn't. No, it did not. That's a bummer. It is a big bummer. It's a real bummer, man. Now we're, uh, you Mm. know, back to... uh, Square one? Maybe. Well, now we are back to choosing where we go back to. Mm-hmm. So that's something. Could be square one. Could be. Uh, do I need to remind you of our choices? Um, sure. Let, let me take a gander. Well, let me just... Yeah. I'll, I'll just oh. run through. Oh, okay. Because there's right. only a couple. Okay. All right. Here. Okay. We could send uh, Clarice the monkey through. I don't think it was Clarice. It but wasn't. Carmine. But you know, Carmine. Carmine. Yep. Gotcha. Carmine. We could send Carmine the monkey through instead of us going through. Yep. We could make a break for it in Negabomb's lab in the Ooh. antimatter universe. Okay. Or we could do the quick fix option. Oh my God. Have we really only made three choices? We have only made three choices. <laughs> feels like so much longer than that. We've been reading a lot. Okay. So obviously I think we can both agree that. Uh, choice one is off the table. Agreed. Don't really want to send the monkey through. No. I, however, am very interested at the running away option in our second choice. Hmm. It is intriguing. It's very intriguing to me, yes. Um, I just don't see how that ever ends well. Well, we would have to find out, Chad. Yeah, I suppose. You know, I'm just like, where's the happy ending in that? Storyline. Well, all sorts of crazy things could happen because we're in the antimatter universe. True. People will think we're us. Right. But we're not us, and if we do meet us, then everything will explode. True. Um, Ooh, we're like Marty McFly in Back to the Future. Exactly, exactly. Now, see, See, that makes me more excited about this. It's the whole timeline corruption and doubles Uh, and madness. Yes. what, what did he say? Uh, the uh, oh crap! I don't I don't remember. Anyway, it's been too long since I've seen the second one. That's where they talk about all the where we're going. We don't need roads. <laughs> exactly. Is that what you're thinking of? No. <laughs> I was thinking when uh, what's her face meets what's her face at the doorway, and instead uh, of everything exploding, they just both faint. Yeah. You know, but like Doc was like, or it could do something horrible and i don't remember what he said yeah. but it was like big awesome words and sure and i wish i could remember it anyway i'm no doc brown sorry everyone no um or we could go quick fix option we could go quick fix which maybe wouldn't work but i also feel like that's kind of an ending like it works and we win well, there might be like, a, oh, it works. Now let's go back and like kick Nagabomb's ass, sort of a thing, right? Mm. I just feel like it works and we win. And this one, like the other one, we worked and we lost. You oh, know what okay. I mean? Yeah. Like that's just very much how it could like go. There's 13 endings in this book, and we've read, you know, an eighth a of the book. A lot of the book. I kind of feel like this is just the inevitable conclusion of either one of those. You might lines. not be wrong. I could see that happening. Given that, we're gonna run for it. 
I think we can make a break for it. Let's make a break for it. I'm and super excited we're because we're still in the antimatter the universe. This. Yeah. 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 We're yeah. going to back to the future this. I'm super pumped. Let's do it. Gonna go back to the antimatter universe. We're gonna go back in time. Right. No, but, that was. But we're not going back in time. No. We're going back to the antimatter universe. So it all it all really works. Time. No, it does. The antimatter Antimat- universe. universe. Uh, same number of Almost exactly totally the same. Definitely, totally works. definitely works. Okay. It's so, getting pretty exciting. This is super exciting. We should have done this first. Totally into it. Um, so we decide that there's a whole world to explore out there, and we bolt out the door, right? And we don't find the antimatter us as we run down the hallway. Thank the Lord. Right. Uh, we hear the uh, Negabaum uh, behind us yelling for us to stop. Guards! Guards! But yeah, he falls too far behind, and he yells for the guards, and then there are several shrill whistles. It's perfect. Thank you. Okay, so we managed to sneak out and down into an alleyway behind the building where the laboratory is. And like we're peering around corners cautiously and there are groups of military looking police uh, all around the grounds. And they're like wearing berets and black boots and they're carrying machine guns and they're all marching in step like robots. It's crazy. So like back on our Earth, Dr. Eisenbaum's research lab was at a peaceful university where the only groups were kids. So this is like totally different and super strange to us. And there's this huge chain link fence that encloses the entire uh, complex. And of course, there's guards at the gate of this fence. So like it's getting dark and the floodlights above click on and they flash rhythmically across the ground searching for... Us, of Us, course. Yes. Presumably. Who else would they be looking for? So, like, we duck just in time, and we avoid getting caught. And it feels like we're kind of in, like, a prison camp right now, um, which isn't cool. So, like, we see the gate to the complex swing open, and a sign on the gate says, U.S. Government Weapons Research, Top Secret, No Trespassing. So, like, we're definitely a trespasser, mm. but it's fine. Yeah, but if you trust... We're not your def- standard trespasser. Like, we didn't, like, break in. No. No. Like, but also we belong... How do they know that we're not us? That's a fair question. See, I'm telling you, like, Negabomb lied. In, the other us went to the other the universe. We're not playing the fact that we're Negacheric. Yeah. You know we, what we I mean? We could really own that up. Yeah. We could be like, like it's not like, me, it's him. And I'm like, it's me, Negacheric. Yeah. He went that way. Right. Unless you know we're wearing like a blue shirt and negative. What if we punch ourselves? Is wearing like, like a red shirt. What if we punched ourselves, mm-hmm. Fight Club style? Okay. And then we're like kind of beat up, and we're like, "It's me, Negacheric. He just knocked me out. He ran that way." That would have been pretty clever, but we didn't do that. <sighs> Instead, we're like lying low, knowing that we have to get back to the antimatter uh, transmuter in the laboratory to attempt to cross over back into our universe. And we know that they're probably not going to be synchronized for like probably a few more days or sooner, but we won't know for sure until we can get back there and monitor the wave patterns. So obviously we know that the doctor Negabomb is going to be knowing that like we're going to come back there at some point. So it's going to be guarded pretty heavily probably. And so like while we're thinking about this, we accidentally don't duck in time for one of the searchlights. And sure enough, they find us 
and we kind of stand paralyzed for a moment because it's so bright, and then there's a bunch of yelling, and we jump, and we make a run for it. And we're like running through the complex, and we're crouching to avoid more of the searchlights, and the guards are closing in close behind, and we look up to the second floor of the laboratory building, uh, where the universal transmuter is, and from where we are, we can see that the whole room is empty, and Negabomb is gone. And so, like, we have this, we have this desperate urge to go back there and just freaking transport ourselves back into our reality. It's a trap. It's a trip. It's a trip. Um, but of course, the lab will be the first place they look for us. Perhaps it would be better to find a different hiding spot and wait for things to cool down a little bit. So, if we return to the laboratory, turn to page sixty-four, or if we look for a place to hide, turn to page one hundred three. What do you think, hmm. Chad? I am really thinking that going back to the lab right now is a super bad idea. I think we have to do it. Because he's probably just standing in front of the door, waiting for us to come back. I think we have to do it. Why? Look, we said ourselves it could be three days or sooner for the next phase in to happen. Right. If we go back there right now, we won't probably be able to transmute back into the other reality... But we could take some time to look over wave patterns and find out what time we can come back and successfully transport ourselves into our back into back. But that's exactly you know what I'm saying. Be expecting us, right? But how else are we ever going to get back, Chad? This is our one chance, man. I'm saying like this might be a long con. You're going to try and hide out in this top secret government facility for weeks? Yeah, that sounds impossible. Number one, lack of food. Number two, big guards. Number three, floodlights. Number four, big chaining finks. Number five, they think we're me. I don't think that's going to work, uh, Chad. I think it's a solid plan. I think it's soon enough after we've escaped that nobody will be thinking that we're going to head back there immediately. And I think we have to take that Why time. Why wouldn't there just be guards stationed at the door immediately? Well, we're not going to go in the door, Chad. How we're else gonna, can you get in there? We know the sublevels and the blueprints of the entire building because we studied them when we were at college. You're assuming a lot I'm about sure our of knowledge it. I'm about sure this we building. know our way through the air vents and ducts and things like that. We can make it happen. Look, we have to go back there sooner or later. And I'm telling you, the sooner we get back there to find out when for sure we can go back to our reality, the better chance we're going to have of making that happen. Okay. I know it sounds risky. Um, no, I, I took one of these earlier. I'll you let you have You took one this of these? One. Oh, oh, you took, a, you took a choice. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm pretty sure you caved on my, like dive into the portal plan i mean i kind of did but you had you know good reasoning you, and also you like, so let's let's do your plan okay for better or for worse man we gotta try for better it better or for worse yeah we're in it together well what i did not see that coming what uh left turn Just surprise happened. here left turn surprise everyone so we decide to go back and try our luck at a crossover right now. So we like running toward the lab. And then these guards running, up ahead turn running. the corner. And they flash their flashlights at us. And they're like, hey, you, stop right there. 
And we're like, no, fuck off. And then we like <laughs> open the door to the laboratory and we dash in just as a bullet spray like beep, covers beep, the, beep, the wall beep, behind beep, us. Beep, and it's beep, like, yeah, exactly. And we're like, shoot, that was a close one. And so we like rush up the stairs and into the laboratory praying that Negabomb is not in there. And sure enough, he's not. So we slam the door and we bolt it shut. And we go to check the transmuter and check out when the next phase is going to occur. And we're in so much luck, guys. It occurs in two minutes. Two minutes. Which is just enough time to we're get everything free. turned on and word up to get us back to our reality. So we're like punching in the numbers into the transmuter. And then suddenly there's a sound behind us. And we turn around to see this grate uh, up on the wall jiggling loose. And a bald man's head pops out. And he looks pretty scared. And he's like, I don't have any time to explain right now, but it's important that you come with me. I can save you. Follow me now. It's really important. And he extends a hand down toward us, offering to pull us up into the air conduit with him. Is there a drawing of this bald man? There is. Look at it. He seems nice. I don't know. Looks like Dr. Evil. I could definitely get a Dr. Evil vibe. That's true. I was thinking more like kind of robot man. But he's got really nice cuffs on, on who his... Who are those guys um, from Star Wars who have, like, the uh, robot things on their ears, you know, that go around the back of their heads? Oh, you're talking about in Cloud City? Yeah. Those guys. I think there's just one of them. I think his name was Lobo. Yeah. Does that sound right? I think so. And that's how much I know about Star Wars, guys. Woo! I got some random facts up there. Locked away. Um, so, uh, so, like, the guards are starting to break down the door to get into the lab. And we're not sure if we have enough time to make the phase in before they smash the door open and they snatch us. So we have to decide, do we attempt the crossover and turn to page 78? Or do we join this bald, strange man in the air conduit and turn to page 115? Okay, so our concern is that the crossover can't won't occur before the guards break down the door. Right, so it's maybe been like a minute, right? And we have to wait another minute, and the guards are already breaking down the door. Again, I have so many more better options than these just two options. We could barricade the door more somehow. Well, move a bookcase in yeah, front of it. I'm sure there's no bookcase in this laboratory, Chad. I'm sure what you have to work with is a rolly chair or a super heavy desk. Super heavy desk sounds perfect. I'm not sure if we're that strong, Chad. Well, us and the bald guy could surely work together. You think the bald guy is going to want to come back to our universe with us? No, but he could help move the desk. Oh, and then just be there for them to kill him. I mean, I guess he's in the air conduit. Oh, you know who he is. I'm just so intrigued by who this bald man hiding in the air vent is. Because, like, that was my plan, first of all. And I like the way he thinks. I'm just saying it. It was a little like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, it was like, whoa, where's this? There's a bald guy in the air, in the air duct. Okay, strange. And he's, he's like, he really wants us to come with him. He's like, he can save us, apparently. Right? So that's kind of tempting. It is, actually. Very. Um, but I mean, it's a crossover. If we can just cross over, we'll be back in our reality right safe now. Safe and sound. Yeah. It's a matter of, it's a, you know, it's a struggle. It's well, a yeah. matter of a minute. Well, 
And the last ending was a matter of two seconds. I know. So it's like... This one's got to go our way. What the frick do we do, man? I I ate two Dove chocolates earlier. Ooh. I was eating some like cinnamon roll things right now, but they were delicious. Sorry if you heard that. Well, I can smell them when they smell delicious. Um, I ate two Dove chocolates. Are either of them helpful? This one is. It says, we're all stories in the end. Just make it a good one. I don't really see how that's very helpful. Bald dude, better story. Bald dude makes a better story. Yeah, it's I agree more with that. Yeah, I'm very, I am very intrigued by it all. Okay. I mean, the other one, what happens? Either they break in, we get shot and dead, or we make it home safe. Like that's true. Those are the two probably options. Probably the two options. But when the bald man takes us away, maybe we what can happens? save the world. <gasps> save the antimatter universe. Yeah, I love it. Let's do it. Like he's part of the resistance. Oh. <sighs> The antimatter resistance. Yeah. It's perfect. I love it. No, Me too. Let's do it. That's what's going to happen. All right. We're going to turn to page 115. So uh, I lost my place and I'm just going to try and remember what all happened. Uh, Yeah. I mean, not that much. Yeah. Just a couple pages. There's a lot of names. I got lost. There were a lot of names. Uh, where did it all begin? Oh, we went up into the air duct. Yeah. Yes, we did. With Trevor. With Trevor, yes. And what was um, his name? And Trevor was his name, oh. And we followed him through the air vents for what seemed like uh, forever. Yep. And then we found this great, I guess it was called a cover, pardon me. Yeah, it was like a secret passageway to their yeah. underland, so, underground secret base of yeah, operations. Yeah, it was like this circular stairwell thing that went all the way down to the depths of their earth. Pardon me. And uh, we get down there, and we're greeted by this woman. Her name is Renee, and she's the commander of the Shining Daggers, a secret underground organization that is attempting to overthrow the evil dictatorship in the Antimatter universe. Called it. And so, yeah, you did. And so she's like, "Why did you bring the assistant to Bomb down here?" And we're like, "No, no, no, it's, no, not, no, us. it's not us. We're from the we're from the other universe." And she's like, "So his machine works?" And we're like, "Yep." She's like, well, shit, his plan is to destroy everyone and be dictator of both worlds. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah. bitch, we know. Um, like, welcome to the club, man. Like, <laughs> that's why we ran away. Yeah, man. Uh, so then she's like, well, we have to have a council meeting. And so, like, they both leave us and for what seems like another forever um, until they come back and kind of rope us into their schemes. So, like, there are a bunch of other underground organizations, and apparently not all of them... I think the Shining Daggers is the biggest. It's one of the biggest, yeah. And so, like, some, they're trying to get some of the other smaller ones to join them so that they can all be, like, mm -hmm. you know, together during their uprising. But there is this other uh, group. What was their name? I don't remember. I don't know. Anyway, there was there's, there's this other group that they think are pretending to be... Um, the Zena somethings. Oh, yes. Zentropia. Zentropia. Yes. Uh, and they think that Zentropia is just kind of a front. So, like, they're really. For the Empire. Yeah, really, they're the dictatorship just trying to find and wrangle up all of the um, resistance people to then get rid of them. So, they can't be trusted. And they have these sweet drugs that, like, help them in their cause. One of them is called Anma. And when you take Anma, you can actually, like, become invisible and walk through walls and things. Yeah. So you like kind of... Like Shadow Cat Yeah, or like the Invisible style. Woman, sort of. Like those thing. two combined. Yeah. 
Or the shadow cat invisible woman. The invisible shadow cat. That sounds better. Uh, yeah, so. Um, Invisicat. Invisicat will come to eat you, but you'll never see him because he's invisible and a cat. Yeah. Coming to a theater near you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so stay tuned for that. Um, so anyway, they rope us into this scheme to like go meet with the, the leader of Zentropia and then get these drugs from him so that we can like overthrow them and then name, win. Yeah, his name is Jonah. The, you're getting way ahead of the story here, Sorry. Chad. Stop, start, stop spoiling everybody's name before they are even like said. There's okay? another person. <sighs> okay, so we agree to go with Trevor on this secret mission to get Anma from Zentropia, right? So we meet up with Raffaella, who leads us to their leader, Jonah. And before Raffaella leaves us, she uh, frisks us for weapons. And uh, she takes a pistol off of Trevor. We are unarmed. So that she hands the, the pistol over to Jonah and she leaves. And then Jonah's like, all right, let's get down to business. What did y'all want to come here for? Let's get together and overthrow this dictatorship, shall we? Yeah, and we're like, enough. Well, yeah, so like we stand up and walk away, diverting Jonah's attention mm-hmm. from Trevor. Mm-hmm. And when he's not Smith. looking, Trevor like pulls this little pin out of his laser, out of his boot. Yeah, laser it's, it's a laser pin pistol. And he like leaps over the desk and he jabs it into Jonah's neck. And he's like, don't you move or I'll blast your head off, you freaking Zentropia dick. Nice. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> no. I liked it. Yeah. <clears throat> it's threatening. Exactly. So like... Uh, he's like, ah, what are you doing? What do you want? I thought you were here as a friend. And we're like, oh, we know, we think you know what we know that you know what you know that we know. Which is, the Shining Daggers know that you're doing dirty work for the dictatorship. We know you're a front for the dictatorship. Yeah, and we've come to get the drug and want to put you out of business. And then Jonah is like really flabbergasted. He's working for the Empire. Is this what they told you? No. And then Jonah's like, we're committed exactly to freedom. That's what they would say. We're committed to freedom of the individual and peace. Of course you are. The Shining Daggers don't understand. They only understand violence. And how could you really know about their movement? You must believe me. Don't do this. For a moment, we look at Jonah and we're like, should we believe what he has to say? Now, we realize that they are obviously okay with stealing and using violence to get, you know, as a means to their ends. So that part Jonah isn't lying about. Um, but here's a little twist. We Ooh. know Jonah in our own universe. Ooh, true. Um, and he was always kind of a conniving weasel who was never really trustworthy. And he seemed friendly, but he would stab us in the back as soon as he got the chance. So that's the Jonah from our universe. But this and, is opposite Jonah. Well, this is, this is Nega Jonah, but is it going to be the same thing? Is he attempting to con us into letting him escape? No, our doctor's nice nega bomb is evil. Now, would you calm down, Chad? Well, just, okay, hold on. One second, one second. Sorry. Here's our choice. Thank you. If you stick with the Shining Dragons, just kidding. If you stick with the Shining Daggers, <laughs> there are no dragons here. If they here. were dragons, I'd, this would be a completely different choice for me. <laughs> <laughs> with the daggers turn to page 92 if you trust jonah instead of the shining daggers turn to page 43 now chad i completely agree with your assessment this is nega jonah which is the opposite of what our jonah would be like right so which means he's Jonah's completely dick, trustworthy it's probably really nice yeah no this jonah is nice and i think that we should trust him over trevor 
Seems like Trevor's just trying to use us. Right. Well, that's all the training daggers ever did. It was use us. You know what I mean? Like, they're probably just trying going to try to use us to get back into the lab. Oh, absolutely. And while Trevor might think that he actually saved us by, like, like taking us up into the air ducts, he didn't really save us. I think he really, he needed us for his own ends. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he wasn't thinking about us. He was thinking about, ooh, what can this guy help us do to, to, to do whatever we want to do? Yeah. You know? I'm with you. We were a means to his end mm-hmm. versus, like, him being helpful and just saving us. You know what I mean? Yep. So I think that we should trust this Jonah guy. I agree with you. I No, I do. Okay. I was just considering the other option, but... Uh, I think we should trust Jonah. Okay. Well, let's do it. Okay. We're going to turn uh, to 43. 43. Okay. Yowzas. What a steaming pile of story this has turned into. Right? I don't... Okay. So, Eric forgot to mention that before the last choice... Oh, sure. Just Trevor, throw me under no, the bus. It's, it's fine. It's important. Trevor... <laughs> left the room to go search for the invisible drug he did so we distracted jonah trevor leapt over the desk to get jonah he tied Tied jonah up up and then left to go get the anima drugs and this is where jonah pleads with us to like let him go while trevor's gone yes so we're like we're aiming our pistol at jonah like haha we got you now you bastard and then jonah's like no wait so right so we decide to uh trust jonah right and we untie him and he says here quick take this before your buddy gets back and he hands us a yellow pill and he takes the same pill and before we know it we can't see him anymore he's turned invisible and so we decide to follow suit and we take the same pill and things get all fuzzy and tingly and yada 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 long story short we're invisible we can see trevor Jonah, sorry. We can see right. Jonah, and Jonah can see us, and we can see everybody else, but nobody can see us or Jonah. Also, we can telepathically communicate with him? Yeah, apparently. It's pretty sick. So not only are we invisible, we're on like a different plane of existence. Yeah, almost. Yeah, it's weird. It's very strange. Anyway, so Trevor comes back in the room with Raffaella, and he's like, oh, wait, whoa, where'd they go? And then, <laughs> and then Jonah like smacks the gun out of his hand, and... And Raffaella uses the confusion to run out of the room. And we're like, Jonah, shouldn't we try to rescue Raffaella? And he's like, no, she's fine. All that telepathically. And and we run away. Yeah. And Trevor's still like, what? Huh? Who? How? Ah, who? Who? Yeah. And so um, Jonah's like, hey, I bet you're really raring to get home, aren't you? And we're like, yup. Yeah. He's like, hey, thanks for helping me. Now let me help you. So we go, you use the invisible drug, Anma, to sneak back into the weapons research facility. Yes. And we go back to the uh, building with the laboratory. Yes. Uh, Negabomb's lab. Yes. And it's been blown to smithereens. No! Yep. And Jonah thinks that it might have been the work of the Shining Daggers as like mm. payback for us not helping them. Or also just to like prevent... The Negabomb from destroying the planet. Right. Um, but also, we think, well, maybe our Dr. Eisenbaum crossed over to search for us and met the Negabomb, and that also would have caused an explosion 
of this magnitude. Right. Either way, it doesn't matter. We're stuck here. We're stuck. So we decide to join Zentropia in battle against the dictatorship, hoping someday that we're able to construct or find some other way to cross back over into our home world. Uh, the end. Also, though, hopefully we don't run into our antimatter oh, right. self. Yeah. Because that all would this, be a bummer. All the while trying to avoid our antimatter self. Yeah. Yeah. I have a solution for that. Kill him. Yup. Ain't got no room for a dilly-dallying. Kill him and assume his identity as a double agent for the Empire, but secret agent of Zentropia. That's pretty clever, actually. Thank you. You should be a secret agent, Jan. Who says I'm not? Fair enough. Now I'm uh, a little suspicious of you. <laughs> you should be. I work from home, quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Business trips and whatnot. Plausible deniability, huh? Am I right? Yeah, I see ya. Well, dang. All right. That was not a bad ending. We can't get no, home. I mean, but we can't get home, but I don't fine. know. It seemed good in a way. I mean, at least we found people that we can really trust in the antimatter universe. Plus, we know that we're never going to get nuclear bombed, so that's exciting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's... So what but if there's a big dictatorship, dictatorship you know, yeah. with the entire planet? It's fine. What? Yeah, there's pros and cons. Not a big deal. All right, so do we want to see what happens if we uh, trust the Shining Daggers? Oh, I forgot that we had one more choice. Yeah. Well, we're running long, but what the hell? Let's do it. Okay. I mean, it's the last real book of the year. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, way to really end on an upper, guys. We really got fucked in the ass on this one. Oh, my. I mean, like, we could have seen that one coming. Kind of saw that yeah, one coming. We did. We, but, I knew you know, we made the like right choice use, trusting Jonah. We had to, you know, use this respawn just to see what would happen. We just had to, guys. We just had to. We had to. So um, what okay. happened? So we we declined Jonah's offer to trust him, and we decide to stick with Trevor, who returns with Raffaella. And demands that Jonah take him to his stores of the drug Anma immediately or Raffaella's dead. And Raffaella's like, don't do it. You'll know what they'll do if they get it. I'll, it's fine, you know? Let them kill me. Let them kill me. And Jonah's like, I can't do it. I can't lose you. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the first time. Yeah. Anyway. <coughs> And and so he leads Trevor and us, and and along with Raffaella, to their drug warehouse, full of boxes and boxes and instructions of how to make drug anma. And jo- or Trevor is like, "Thank you very much, sir." Bang bang, <gasps> shoots them both dead. Dang, right there, just. Straight out. Blast him in the forehead. Yep. Point blank. Goodbye, Jonah. Goodbye, Raphael. And we're a little like, what the fuck just happened? Holy shit. Right? And he's like, well, they serve their purpose. We don't need them around anymore. And reluctantly, um, 
crouched at the starting line. We <laughs> help Trevor like gather up as many boxes of the drug as we can yeah. and take them back to the Shining Dagger headquarters. Yeah, we go the distance. And then, and then uh, we see Commander Lene, and we're like, Commander. Now that I've helped you with this task, how about sending me back to my home planet? I feel like I'm about to sneeze. Anyway. God bless um, you. Thank you. God bless you. Anyway, so, and she says, yes, but just one thing first. Guards, take him! Ah! And guards come and grab us and throw us in an underground cell. Rude. And days passed, weeks passed, months passed, and... And the only interaction we have is with the silent prison guard who brings us food. And finally, Trevor comes to our cell and informs us that thanks to our help in the drug that they stole from Xenotopia, that they were able to defeat the leaders of the United States of America. And now the Shining Daggers have sole control over all of North and South America, all thanks to us. I mean, just literally, like, fuck. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What the literal fuck. And so, um, so then we're like, Trevor, I demand to speak with Commander Lene. Yeah. Immediately. Oh, and by the way, you're welcome. Immediately. And he says, I'll see what I can do. And so... Um, he leaves and it's the middle of the night and we're awakened by the sound of our, you know, cell door opening. And there stands Commander Linnae, silhouetted in the moonlight by the only window in the hallway. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I made that part up. No, it was perfect. I liked it. <laughs> and, um, and we ask her, I'm like, okay, you've done it. You control everything. Now, can you please send me back to my time? Please. I there can't, I mean, there's nothing I can do, you know, to harm you now. And she says, well, yeah, sure. She's like, a lot of good it'll do you, though. We turned on the quorum generator that the Negabomb built, sent it over to your universe, and now we control both universes. <laughs> Ouch, that was like the biggest burn ever. Yeah. And the only thing we hear after that is the sound of our cell door closing behind her. And that's the end. And that's the end. So we pretty much brought down both universes by agreeing to trust Trevor. So, like I said, it was a little downer of an ending, guys. Yeah. But a pretty good book. No, it wasn't bad. It was, was pretty that interesting. That was fun, yeah. Well, once we chose to, you know, run away and follow the guy down the, you know, fo- follow Trevor, I think it got a lot more interesting as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, dang. Yeah. Wow. I liked it. That was a good, that was a good, uh. No, yeah, it was fun. Little novella there. Um. You know, I didn't do the whole bit in the middle. You didn't do the bit. Well, we didn't really have like a a sponsor today. No, but you know what? You know, this book has reminded me just, uh, well, first off, you know, if you want to hear about 
more about us or check out past episodes or the people who make this thing happen, you can visit us on the line at cherrypodcast.com. But all this talk of Trevor reminded me of, uh, I think our sponsor could be uh, Trevor Dubert, the great graphic designer who Brilliant. helps us out with our logos and posters and things when we need it. Um, so you can find his bio and information on our website that I just said a minute ago. Um, also at uh, dubertcreative.com. Fantastic. So Trevor Dubert, who I had the pleasure of hanging out with over Thanksgiving. So that See, was fun. Thanksgiving. Let's just take a moment to be thankful for all these wonderful people who help us make this podcast a reality. Yeah, Jake and Danielle and our friend Kelly. Yeah. And you, Eric. Well, and you, of course. Thank you. Couldn't do without the two of us, naturally. Uh, Cherrick Studios. Right. Yeah. So, like, thank you. And thank and you the, for like, listening. Fans and yeah, listeners. like yeah, we really like, appreciate you listening reason, to us. You're the reason that we do this. Well, it's like probably half us just having a good time, and like half we like to entertain other people. As well, well, I mean, yeah, like I, there's a lot of me that does this just because I love doing it with you. But you know, like if we can make yeah, other people laugh a couple times, it's fine. It's good. So, um, yeah, seriously, guys, thank you for listening. Um, we seriously have a lot of fun doing it. And uh, no matter what happens with Cherik, we have always had a great time coming together as Cherik and making this podcast happen. Yeah. So thanks for um, joining us. So next next up will be the last episode of the year. Yeah. Which means it's time for another Respawn special. So Respawn stay special. stay tuned for whatever we decide. Yeah. And if you have a suggestion, uh, you know, you got send, two weeks. Us, send us the messages yeah. to... Uh, you know, weigh in on what book we should, book we should do. Hit us up. Be like, yo, Cherik, we think you should do this on book. On the Facebook or the Twitter. We're on the Instagram. Anywhere. Hit us up. Um, you can shoot us an email. Cherikpodcast.gmail.com. Uh, Chad. If you know our numbers. Give us a ring. Us. Give us yeah. a call. Give us a text. Uh, Chad. You can call the hotline. 1-800-ASK-CHERIK. Uh, Chad. Yeah. What did you learn? I really, I didn't learn anything. Didn't learn anything? No, like, no. Yeah, I suppose no, I, I didn't. Honestly, I, didn't, I found this book entertaining. I didn't, didn't glean any, like, moral truths from it. I'm sure that if we really thought about it, we could probably come up with something, but we don't I need to do that. I really just don't want to. Yeah, it's fine. No, we're, we've turned our brain off for the <laughs> evening. It's fine. We've had a couple drinks. Who wants to think too hard? Ugh. Not I. Tell you what, though, if you all glean something from this, kudos to you. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. And all the ways that we said earlier that you could contact us. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we should probably just uh, get on out of here. So, uh, as always, I'm Eric. I'm Chad. And uh, we have been through this antimatter universe together as... Cherik. Perfect. Nice. Great. All right. Peace, love, and Cherik, y'all. Bye, y'all. <laughs>